Hi, I'm Gavin Carlson, and this is Out of Bounds, Daily Bruins Sports Podcast. Number 18, UCLA travels to number 13, Oregon State. Can the Bruins win a second straight game against a ranked Pac-12 opponent? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Out of Bounds, the official sports podcast of the Daily Bruin. As always, I'm your host, Gavin Carlson, a fourth-year sports staff writer here at the Daily Bruin. And once again, it is just me and my boss, <laughs> Joseph Crosby, sports editor of the Daily Bruin. How you doing again today, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm uh, still still adjusting to, to two people. It's so strange. We miss you, Jack. We love you. But we don't need him. We're good enough with the two of us to preview a massive game once again. Really the third straight game that is huge for UCLA football. Third straight ranked opponent. They'll be going to Corvallis to take on a very impressive Oregon State team a team that kind of built off a very solid year last year and is proving to be relatively elite. How elite? We'll talk about it. Uh, UCLA coming off a very impressive win at home in the Rose Bowl against Wazoo. Oregon State coming off a... Win. Relatively impressive win. I don't know. They they beat Cal. Beat Cal, 52-40. Yeah, but I think... A lot of scoring. I think it's interesting that before that, they lost to Wazoo and then beat Utah. So um, all these teams kind of mixing around, playing each other. Let's jump right into it and discuss... Oregon State's offense, uh, you know, I'd say a mixed performance so far this season. You know, Joseph, talk to me about the offense for Oregon State. Yeah, it's interesting. They're definitely uh, a much better running team than they are a passing team. Um, They are the number 15 rushing offense compared to the number 63 passing offense. Um, And I think that's a large part due to what uh, DJU has been able to do on his legs. He's got uh, five rushing touchdowns already this year. And then Damian Martinez is the leading carrier, uh, ball carrier for the Beavers. Um, he's averaging six and a half yards per carry uh, across um, nearly 100 carries at this point. He's at 586 total yards. So they're definitely lean more on that rushing game. Um, but that's not to say that DJU can't also pass the ball because he's got 1,307 passing yards and uh, 13 touchdowns. So they kind of do it all, um, but definitely not the kind of passing offense that UCLA expected from Wazoo. It's uh, definitely a lot uh, better look or a different look. Yeah, I think it's it's more similar to what they got with Utah, definitely more similar to what they got with San Diego State. And obviously the defense fared very well in both of those matchups. We know the strength of the UCLA defense is that front seven, they, the ability to stop the run, although the secondary improving every week. Um, but yeah, I think both offenses are pretty similar between Oregon State and UCLA. Both quarterbacks are going to rely on the run game to sort of get the offense going and really feed off of that. Play action passes. I think Oregon State, Obviously, DJ, a very mobile quarterback. They want to get him um, a very kind of power-running quarterback. They want to get him in, in opportunities to – Yeah, short-yarded situations and, and get him you know moving behind the line of scrimmage. Um, UCLA, Dante, not as much of a running threat, but still they want to get him moving in the pocket. They showed that in the last game against Wazoo. Uh, but I think it's interesting. It's two offenses that are pretty similar, relying on the run game and letting their quarterback feed off of that. Um, looking at UCLA's offense, number 22 rushing offense in the country uh, – The They've kind of lived in the top 25 since Chip Kelly's been there the past couple of years. Um, Carson Steele, he had a huge game against Wazoo. I think we're going to talk about what he can do for this team. Number 44 passing offense, number 26 total offense now. And those numbers are still skewed. They played an NC Central team and put 3 million points on the board against them. Meanwhile, they went to Salt Lake City and scored seven, seven. points. You know, So it's, it's hard to know for sure, but I think we've seen now against two Pac-12 teams that this offense 
has room to grow. What do you want to see from from Dante and the entire UCLA offense against what is going to be a great Oregon State defense? I think I just want to see them try and get points on the board a little faster and get, totally get started a little quicker. Totally agree. They've been really kind of slow to the punch. Um, in these past you know three games, even against San Diego State, it was it took three drives to get that big touchdown. Yeah. Um, so I think just trying to get on the board a little quicker is definitely going to be the key to just as the offense as a whole being a little more successful. Yeah, I talked about it coming into the Wazoo game because Wazoo is a team that starts really well offensively at the beginning yeah. of games. And I was like, there's a chance that if UCLA doesn't handle things correctly, they could be behind a couple scores. Mm-hmm. Luckily for them, their defense has been so good at bailing out the offense that it has did not matter in that last game and really didn't matter against Utah. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Chip Kelly is going to be scripting plays. Let's see if you can get a little bit better at getting Dante out of the pocket to start games, yeah. get him in a groove. Um, and this is an Oregon State offense that put up 35 in Pullman against Washington State. Right. So, you know, their UCLA's offense is going to need to to match a team that, you know, has shown a capability to score points. Yeah, and it's interesting because if I remember correctly, in that Wazoo game, they kind of did the opposite. Yeah, they, they just 14 points in the first half, zero in the third, and then 21 points in the fourth yeah. quarter for Oregon State against Wazoo. So they rely on the run game. If they get that going, momentum builds. Um, so it'll be really interesting. Their defense, though, is is what carries this team, is what made this team really good, surprisingly, last year, and is what has made them very solid so far. Talk to me about the Oregon State defense a little bit. Just, you know, really a rushing defense, right, yeah, for the most they, part? They stopped the run a lot better than they stopped the pass. Um, uh, you know, number 15 rushing defense against number 71 passing defense, but it comes out to be a really balanced unit at number 30 in the country uh, just overall. Um, they... It's a, it's just a solid. I think I think Oregon State can best be described as just like a solid team. Yeah. I think they have you know um, they do things kind of well all across the board, and maybe they're not necessarily elite in any one particular category. Uh, they shine a little more both rushing the ball and stopping the rush than they do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're just a pretty overall pretty balanced kind of group that um, you know might end up making the scheming for this game a little more straightforward because of how kind of you know maybe straightforward the team that they're facing is. Yeah, and I know we're going I'm going to ask you a lot about UCLA's defense after this, but I, I agree. I think Oregon State almost feels like Utah light. Is that fair in terms of like what they're building at that program? Just a very disciplined team. They're not going to make a lot of mistakes yeah. on both sides of the ball. You know, solid tackling. No like stars really on the defense that do anything like absurdly amazing. They're just very consistent throughout their roster. Um and elite coaching. I think that's one thing for sure. Um, yeah, Easton, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name right now. <laughs> Easton Mascarenas Arnold has kind of led that defense mm-hmm. as an inside linebacker. He's got 50 total tackles on the air, which through six games is that's a lot. Oh yeah. And then he's got two interceptions and two quarterback hurries. So he kind of seems like the guy that's you know really leading the whole team. But then you know you look at it, and Oregon State did allow Cal to score 40 points. Um, so it mixed a mixed bag, right. maybe a little bit, but um, by no means a bad team. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's always hard to know how elite a team is until you see them in a couple conference games and we're starting to see that now the non-conference schedule is always going to skew numbers and whatnot UCLA's defense the story of the season so far for the Bruins talk to me about that elite defense behind DeAnton Lynn they're good number five <laughs> number five in the country uh in yards prevented mm-hmm. um you know led by Latu Latu he's the the all pack 12 contender um potential first round draft pick at this point yeah he's the one that's kind of the leading it, but they are just all over the field, not really making a ton of mistakes, and it's led to some some big success against you know last two games combined. They've held uh, 
Utah and Washington State to 17 total points. So Yeah, and I think a different style of defense from Oregon State just in the sense that I think it's a little bit more of a bend-don't-break type of defense. I don't know. Maybe that's fair to say. Maybe it's not fair to say. I feel like they've, they really haven't bent that much this year, but yeah. I just think maybe I need a few more games before I say this is like a actual elite I think defense. You're still a little skeptical at it's the moment. The history of UCLA defense yeah. and the recent, you know, the modern era, you know, has been, you know, so I think I need personally a couple more games before I can say this is an elite defense. That being said, they have proven to bail out the offense, force turnovers, get pressure on the quarterback, and whether or not they give up a ton of yards doesn't really matter because they've been able to force turnovers at key times, get pressure at key times. And so we'll jump into predictions now, be talking about UCLA, what they've been able to do. Joseph and I have both picked UCLA to win every single game this season. And other than the Utah loss, we have been and on point. We're 4-1. and one. Yeah, I mean. The same record as UCLA. <laughs> so are we going to keep the same trend, Joseph? Who do you have winning in this ranked matchup in Corvallis? We don't know what the weather is going to be, although I don't think it really matters because both these teams don't, they're not air raid type of teams. But who do you have winning and yeah. why? It's so hard to say because Washington or Oregon State goes to Pullman, loses to Washington State, who UCLA beats at home, and UCLA goes to Utah, loses, and uh, Oregon State beats Utah at home. Yeah. So that's kind of that judging of how uh, big of a deal that home field advantage might be. Right. But I'm going to give it to UCLA. I think it's probably going to be a fairly close game, but I also don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I think you know the defenses are going to be important, and I think... Uh, I think Dante Moore and this offense are still kind of in their growing pains period. Um, so I'll put it uh, maybe a similar line as the game we just saw, 24-14. Uh, 24-14 UCLA. UCLA. Okay, interesting, interesting. I think Oregon State is favored by four and a half. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's the early. They get projection. the three points for being at home, but still four and a half. UCLA was favored by three and a half against Wazoo. Um, the over-under 53 and a half, something like that. You know, I, I like all that stuff, but... Um, I'm going to tail Joseph, and I'm going to keep the trend of both of us picking UCLA to win every game. I promise we're not homers. We one of, don't. One of these days, we're going to say they're going to lose. I, I, I have to say, all offseason, if you watch the first pod of the season, I, I said, I don't think this Oregon State team is as good as everyone thinks. I'm going to stay with that. They had a phenomenal win against Utah, but I think UCLA fans know this more than anyone. How elite is that Utah team without Cam Rising? I don't know. I don't know how amazing think, that I win was. I think that middle, whole middle group of the Pac-12 is still kind of figuring out yeah. where they all stand amongst each other. Right. And I think maybe this game will be telling for where these two teams slot in against each other. And then they'll have all these common opponents and figure out what that, that kind of meat of the uh, the conference right below USC, Oregon, Washington kind of looks like. Right. And, and I mean, yeah, the, how elite is this Oregon State team? It's hard to know. Their only other real opponent other than the Utah game, which was a great win. Don't get me wrong. That's a great win. But it's a great win with a little tiny asterisk. Mm -hmm. Other than that, Washington State, you give up 28 points in the first half, 38 total, for, and you're supposed to be a defensive team. So for that reason, I'm picking UCLA as well. I have it closer. You have a 10-point win. My, my, my scores have been like 27-24 every game. Um, I'm going to say a surprisingly high-scoring one, 31-28. UCLA um, and there's the other common opponent that we totally left out both these teams have also played San Diego State UCLA wins 35-10 in San Diego Oregon State wins 26-9 in Corvallis so yeah. similar defensive performances UCLA on the road does a little better offensively 
I think that's kind of where you see that maybe that edge going towards UCLA's way. And the last thing I'll say before we jump into the segments, I feel like there's more potential for UCLA. Oregon State, they've kind of shown you what they are. Unless DJ, like, improves his passing ability, which I don't really see happening at this point. He's more of a veteran. Oregon State is what they are. There is potential for UCLA to explode. Dante Moore is a true freshman quarterback, a five-star with unlimited potential. We know how talented the weapons are. If the offensive line plays a little bit better, if he gets a little more comfortable, I could see them, you know, there's a potential for them to become an elite team, whereas Oregon State kind of is what they are. Is that fair? Yeah, and even the running game involved. You know, Carson Steele ran for 140-some-odd yards uh, against Washington State. So how they're using those running backs is also changing, and I think that that, that leaves, you know, the, the ceiling of UCLA's offense is probably at this point a little higher than, than Oregon State's is for sure. Yeah. All right, well, Joseph and I both have – both have UCLA winning. We'll see. We're both 4-1 and one on the year. We don't have Jack here to hold him accountable because he got the Wazoo pick wrong. So, Jack, you're watching somewhere. You messed up. We got it right. Hold that. Um, but now we're going to transition to buy or sell. We have two segments, buy or sell, and then we've got DB debates. Buy or sell. We're just going to jump right into it. We talked about the defense. It's top five in the country right now number in terms five. of – Number five total defense, number two rushing. Will they be a top ten defense at the end of the season, buy or sell? I'll buy it. You'll buy it. I, I maybe I'm. I think I'm a little considerably less skeptical than you are on this defense. But everything that they've shown has been just a really stellar group, and I think that they are probably going to keep that going, especially now with the Washington State game in the rearview mirror because they're not playing Washington, they're not playing Oregon. Um, so then that leaves you know USC is that one big that big passing big point threat uh, remaining on the schedule. Um, so I, I see them staying in this top ten come come end of you know these 12 games i'm gonna sell it just barely i just think it's always kind of safe to sell like will they be elite right like it's just they everything kind of has to go right for that to happen i'm not saying this defense is a fluke or a fraud or anything i think they've proven it the the utah game i don't think proved it i think the wazoo game did that's an elite offense and they shut them down so i think this is an elite defense it's easily the best defense usually has had in the past 10 years i think so not at all saying they're not elite, but I'm just going to sell on top 10. Next one. You're like, they'll be number 12. <laughs> exactly. And then you're technically. And, and only because, like, and it's kind of funny. Hard. It's I made this joke at halftime, or like when it was 9-3, to three, I'm like, UCLA is getting ready for the Big Ten. All these low-scoring games all of a sudden. But there's conferences that score a lot less points. There are a lot less elite offenses. The defenses from those conferences will be bumped up into the top 10 just because their offenses are weaker in the conferences. But we'll jump now to... Buyer sell number two, Carson Steele, phenomenal performance, 140 yards, 141 yards. I think they changed it, something yeah, like that. 30 carries. On 30 carries. And the, he had 30 of the team's 53 carries, and that's if you count Dante Morris being sacked as well because mm-hmm. college football counts that. So my question is, buy or sell, Carson Steele will have over half of the team's carries in each game. He did it this past game. Seems like he's, he's steaming up in the offense. Are you going to take that, buy or sell? Yeah, I think I'll buy that for now. Just – they're doing they're using him a lot yeah i'm, I'm gonna sell it i think mm, no i'm gonna buy it i think i'm gonna buy it actually i think um carson Steele is he's kind of zach charbonnet light to some degree and i really am surprised because i thought tj harden was going to be um sort of an elite running back b option a minus option you know one two punch for sure and it hasn't been that i think it's been carson Steele with tj harden being featured he had a huge game against san diego state big run um, obviously, kind of everyone did everything against NC Central, but I'm going to sell it. No, I'm going to buy it. Excuse me. I'm going to say Carson Steele is going to continue to be more of a workhorse like yeah. Zach Charbonnet was. And don't, you know, Keegan Jones showed some things. I think there's plenty of options in this offense. 
this last question, Keegan Jones, yeah. buy or sell. Is he going to have a, a role? He he only had three carries, but two touchdowns. Does he get to like five touches per game now going forward? I think they'll try and get him in the game more just across both out wide and running the ball. He hasn't done a ton this year, but then like you said, he gets two touchdowns on three of his carries, and those were the same play that worked really well both times. So I think they'll maybe you know toy around with using him a little more, and we'll definitely see him getting involved a little more. Yeah, okay. We're going to transition now. To our last segment, DB debates. Rapid we introduced fire. it into the last pod. We're gonna do it again. We have, I think, I think we'll do two questions. All right, keep it short. Rapid fire. Number one, rank UCLA, Oregon State, Wazoo, and Utah. It's gonna be me and Joseph doing it, and Zoe Busenberg, our amazing camera lady, editor, producer, all of the above, is behind the camera. She's going to judge who argued their point better. So rank UCLA, Oregon State, Wazoo, and Utah. You go first. I'm gonna pick up the iPad and go after you. So go for it. All right, I'll go. Uh it's so difficult to say until this game happens, but uh, maybe I'll I'll go with the I'm really high on this team pick. I'll say UCLA first, okay, and then I'll say Oregon State second because that was such a close game between Oregon State and Wazoo. Um, and then can I make it a tie for third? No, uh, I don't stand on something. Uh, I'm sitting. Okay, well, I'm going to jump in then because yeah, I've got my full in, four. You hop in. UCLA is one. We're, we're becoming homers. I don't want to. We're not no, homers. We're not I homers. promise you. I That's promise you. I, I am more negative than you imagine. I have UCLA one. I have Utah two just because when Cam Rising comes back, I think this team That's is still elite. That's a good point. I'm going to put Wazoo at three, and I'm putting Oregon State at four. Um, I guess that's easy because Wazoo beat Oregon State, but I just have to stay with the same point I've had all year of Oregon State is a secret fraud. So, yeah. Um, I've rounded out to Utah three, Wazoo four, solely because of the Cam Rising point that he's definitely going to boost that team. Um, but I don't – I yeah. But then I, I have the team that beat the other team two points lower. It's hard, but that's such a close game in Pullman. So what this does is it, this shows Zoe that I won this this first round, right? Zoe behind the camera says, Gavin wins round one. Let's I'm go. Too, too Let's go. Be with it. I got to be more. All right. So if Joseph loses this, it's over. If he wins this, we can shake on a tie. Rank these players on the UCLA offense from most to least important for the rest of the season. Carson Ryan coming off another sneaky good performance at tight end. TJ Harden, we talked about the running back split. And Logan Loya catches another touchdown. Really wide receiver two on the season. Rank them from most to least important. Joseph... You're going to go first, or you're going to have me go first on this one? You can go first. I'll play rebuttal this time. All right. I am going to go with Logan Loya, number one. Very surprising. He can kind of be what Kyle Phillips was last year, right? This Two years ago. Two years ago. Last year. Two years ago. Recently. Recently. Two years ago. You're right. Elite slot player. I think Chip Kelly, he, he wants Dante Moore to get into more of a rhythm in games, and it's not going to be on deep passes, J. Michael Sturdivant. It's going to be on short throws to Logan Loya, a very, you know, consistent, solid player. So I have him at one. Carson Ryan, too. The tight ends had a big game. I think he's going to rely on them even more. They can be on the field to help block and then sneak out on play actions. Three, TJ Harden. He had 11 carries. Carson still has 30. What does that tell you? It tells you that this team is slowly going to rely on TJ Harden more and more. What about you, Joseph? Uh, yeah, I've got almost the same. I've got TJ Harden in the three. Uh, same thing, you know, Keegan Jones had two touchdowns that kind of, and then Carson Steele has 30 carries that kind of shows that there's so many options back there that TJ Harden's importance while still important to the team of this group is probably the least important. But then I put Logan Loya too, because like you said, Logan Loya is wide receiver two behind J. Michael Sturdivant. So therefore I put Carson Ryan one because Carson Ryan is tight end one 
and he's beco- quickly becoming another option uh, out of the backfield and giving that kind of tight end dimension that this team really kind of lacked last year when their leading seven leading uh, receivers were all non-tight ends, and now Carson Ryan is uh, number three in receiving yards, and he's quickly becoming a new dimension. And that kind of guy that Dante Moore finds downfield on plays that are kind of broken, uh, and then he kind of hits Carson Ryan for you know 40 yards, and it's like, where, where does that play go if not for Carson Ryan? Do I get a chance to like butt in or butt and give myself one last opportunity to win this round? I just think... Because we're we're arguing between what Logan Lawyer and Carson Ryan, Logan like what Kyle Ford has done nothing, Cam Brown has really done nothing, Josiah Norwood caught a big touchdown. That's about it. Logan Lawyer has been there. He's 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 providing weapon. You know he's a weapon in the red zone all of a sudden. Short yarded so situation. Carson Ryan. Carson Ryan. That he he almost came up with that. Almost almost that who who caught a touchdown last week and, or, and on Saturday and who, who almost caught, caught one. a touchdown if there's a little different outcome in the replay and did catch a touchdown. Logan Lloyd caught it. Carson Ryan, I think, has been just ever so slightly more important Look, it's, than it's, Logan Lloyd. It's they're right both, there. They're, I think That's they're the two and three in the passing game. Zoe, who are you giving it to? <laughs> she's thinking. she's conflicted. She doesn't know. She's conflicted. She's thinking me. Oh, oh she, there it is. You, you, I think you saying that you right there convinced case. her. You got to plead your case. All right, fair enough. I think she just wants it's us to end, even, this, even to end this with a... With a a friendly, a a friendly tie. tie. I think no. You know what it is? It's that this is my boss, and if I win, I'm gonna remind him that I won, and then he's gonna fire me. So, <laughs> just kidding. That's not even close. Yes, I agree. Um, I just debated the point better than you. Okay, if it makes you sleep better at night. But um, that's it. We previewed the game. Thank you. We had a buy or sell segment. We had DB debates. UCLA traveling to Corvallis. I will be there. I'm really excited, and we are going to have amazing coverage all week long. So make sure you read everything on DailyBruin.com. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts for the audio version. UCLA, Daily Bruin on YouTube to look at our amazing faces. Transcript on dailybruin.com. Thanks so much. We'll catch you next time. So long.